Welcome to the Real Estate Hustle Podcast. My name is Andre Chin, broker owner, real estate investor, mega agent, and real estate coach. We're going to be tackling all things real estate, bringing you guests from all across North America, mega agents, mega teams, and we're going to be diving deep into their businesses to figure out how they got to where they are and how they consistently bring that hustle into their business every single day. Buckle up, our podcast starts now. All right, guys, thanks for joining us again for another episode of the Real Estate Hustle podcast. We've got a really good friend of mine, Katie, on with us today. Katie's also with Place. You guys have heard a lot about Place over the last little while as we've been sharing some of their experiences on how they became one of, if not the number one team in real estate right now. Katie, give me a little bit about Place. I know we've covered it with, with some of the other members that you guys have, but I think you're, you're up to officially now, is it 50 expansion locations? 55 mega teams actually have partnered with Place so far. Wow. What do you consider a mega team when, when you use that phrase? Yeah. So that's anybody doing a million in gross commission income, gross revenue on a yearly basis. So some of our teams are at a million, some are at two, some are at three, some are at four. So it's um, all over the board. But by mega, I mean, they've hit that million dollar mark. Wow. And that's, that's no easy feat. I mean, I think you've got to be sort of in the top, you know, one to two percentile of real estate teams and agents to kind of get to that million mark. And you guys have 55 mega teams. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank so, you. There's some so Katie, phenomenal people. That's awesome. And, and Katie, tell, tell everyone a bit about you. I mean, you've got this kind of unique role within the organization. And, and for anyone listening, you know, Katie's not your typical quote unquote realtor. It's going to be a very high minded conversation around coaching, recruiting, and, and really being, you know, kind of one of the, the leaders of this massive organization. So how did you get here? <laughs> How did I get here? I think I run in 10 year cycles. Uh, I was 10 years, I got into real estate at 19 and uh, 10 years as an agent, um, built a team back when, you know, that wasn't really the thing to do. And um, then I spent 10 years as a team leader for a KW office doing a launch project. So I, I launched my first uh, KW office in 2006. And actually, when I was growing that office, that's where I met Chris Suarez. Well, I met him before that. We were both agents in the same city and um, took me, he is my longest standing recruit, took me, I think, three years to get him to actually sit down and have an actual conversation with me. And I kept asking myself, why am I chasing this guy? And I didn't really realize that I was chasing my future business partner. So that's why I couldn't stop. So then we partnered on a project in Portland, Oregon. It was a relaunch of a market center, relaunch of an office that was in 2009 and then rounded out that decade as a team leader. I, got, I guess I would say probably three years before I, I moved out of the team leader role, I became a MAPS coach. And that was a phenomenal, I feel like everything that I've done has, has almost informed that next step. And it's not like I had it all planned out or thought out. It was more like, oh, you should do this. I'm like, oh, okay. And it's funny because I remember when I was approached to be a team leader and I remember like looking behind me because I thought there's no way this guy is talking to me and what makes you think I can come lead your organization? And yet when somebody sees something in you that you don't actually see in yourself, it's amazing how you rise to that, to that challenge, if you will. Wow. And so... Then uh, after the, 
the team leader role, I moved into director of expansion for Chris's brand experience. And then we formed place, gosh, uh, February, 2020 is when we made the, the official announcement. Wow. Talk about a really unique and interesting journey. I, I, I think I'd be really cool at some point in time like if this time travel thing ever happens can you imagine like telling 19 year old katie like hey guess where you're gonna end up i know right now you're thinking sales but right no i can't imagine that <laughs> that would just be wild and, and so you know what a what an eclectic journey that you've kind of gone through to get to this point what led to that? And I, I kind of heard you say it where you sort of mentioned that you, you just really didn't say no to any opportunities. Was that sort of some of the secret to get to where you are today? Yeah, I think remaining open to what's presented because it's, it's interesting, you know, we all have a path and whether we feel like we're on that path or trying to figure that path out. I think even if you don't know what you're supposed to be when you grow up, um, people and experiences come into your life to, to kind of inform those next steps. My coach has this saying that she says to me, she's like, people and situations arise in your life to expose the missing or limited parts of yourself so that you can grow. And if you're intent on moving through that, moving down that path, I feel like things, situations present themselves and you just have to say yes, especially if it is something that makes your heart sing, you know, even if it is a little scary saying yes, um, allows you to then grow and become more of who you are, more of who you've probably always been, but yet a growth version of that, I guess. Right. Yeah, that makes that makes complete sense. And you know, I, I shared the story of you know when I chatted with Holly, um, you know Holly Priestner. For those of you that are listening, if you haven't listened to that podcast yet, go back and check Holly out as well. But but I remember that conversation with both of you once upon a time where you know I think I used the word limitations, and and I, I remember kind of getting scolded in that conversation from you where you sort of said, you know, hey, what's that word you just said? And I had to kind of quantify it, and and you kind of had a coaching moment with me and I think it's really important to kind of note that section of your journey as well because I think I think you're always kind of coaching and I love chatting with you because every time we've ever gotten on a call I leave the call and I kind of have to sit down and kind of go okay Katie gave me some good stuff and I really need to check myself on kind of like you're saying right you need to kind of look internal and make sure that you're ready to hear that and that you know you're willing to make some of those changes so you know, I think I think my question around that would sort of be, you know, I know you're you're your coach. You're also a, a chief recruiter. Yeah. How do we say that now? Chief growth officer I think, is where it is now. I love you guys in your titles, but what what exactly is that? That's funny because I'm so not into titles like at all. So I have to remember what what is my title. <laughs> um, but we're part of a startup, right? And so everything I do is predicated on growth. I feel like every conversation that we engage in is a consulting or a coaching conversation, whether it's designed to lead somebody towards their preferred future or whether it's about removing some of the limits that may have presented themselves in their mind about what they can do or what they're capable of. You know, I, um, I've always had a coach myself and what's amazing is some of those defining moments in my life have boiled down to some of the things that that coach has, has helped me with. Uh, her name's Kate Potolsky and she's an amazing woman. And in guiding me through this journey, you know, some of the things that she would share with me are, you know, half of the time 
and the limitations that you put on yourself are in your own mind. And, you know, as children, when we're in that imprinting stage, you know, well-meaning adults may say things, those you are statements that become then I am statements. And we put those in our little backpack and we carry them around with them ourselves. And we, we think that's who we are. And yet it's not, you know? And so in, in terms of my role, what do I do? I, I help I feel like I support people in their journey of growth. If their desire is to grow, then nine times out of 10, the one thing that's holding us back is right between our ears. And if we can unlimit the thinking of that human and remind them who they really who they really are. I mean, Andre, when you were a kid, there was probably like nothing in this world that you thought you could not do. Yeah. I could see you. I could see you, Andre the Giant, saving the princess <laughs> and smashing the dragon. And yet, as we grow up, right, there are people that speak into our lives. And well, again, kids don't come with instruction manuals. So if they did, I feel like we'd all be probably perfect. With that being said, we're told things along the way that we then choose to believe. And sometimes that limits who we are to become. And so I really look at my role as, as, shining the light on what is that that you're believing about that situation and what if what if we unlimited that thinking and to me it's really taking a stand for people's possibilities and fighting harder for those possibilities than they're willing to fight for those limitations that we you know tend to hang on to but this is who I am is it really so and why does it have to be right and, and it's funny you say that because I, I had that conversation probably a week ago, not, not this prior weekend, the weekend before with my mom. And, and we actually joked about that, that exact thing. And she goes, you were, I wouldn't say I was a problem child, but I definitely didn't make it easy. And, and I was that, that kid that you're right. I always thought I could do whatever I wanted. There was no ceiling. There was no limitation to that. And, you know, I kind of had to go back to that at some points through my career and my journey to kind of say, Hey, why am I limiting myself or why am I thinking this way and how should I be thinking and what, you know, what are the ways I can do that? So I'm really glad you brought that up because we are only the limitations we see inside. And, um, you know, I, I heard a story about Ben a really long time ago and it was, you know, he, he was looking around a room. There's like 500 people in a room and he was looking around and someone said to him, you know, Hey, what are you looking at? And he, he basically said, I'm looking at all the people I'm going to someday be in business with. And they were kind of blown away by that statement. I don't know if it's true. You know, we're going to have Ben on it on the show at some point in time and I'll ask him, but what I heard is he basically sees everyone as an opportunity to help them grow their lives. And I thought that was just a really unique way to look at the world as opposed to how, you know, maybe some of the rest of us do. So Katie, when it comes to coaching, um, and I know you still do some of that. So I'm going to stay here for a little bit. Did you always want to be a coach or was there sort of like a, defining moment or a gradual process or, or how did you kind of take that first step into maps or did someone just say hey you should be a coach that's exactly it <laughs> it's kind of like when I was 19 someone said hey you should be in real estate I was like huh I never thought of that and that started the journey and then hey you should be a team leader huh I never thought of that okay <laughs> and maps same thing uh, I had experienced a, a degree of success in the the leadership role that I was in and again somebody saw something in me that I didn't see in myself and I thought wow because like I really have 
I really have determined that my mission in life is to leave a positive impact, to help people be better than they were before they met me. And when I realized that really everything from recruiting to coaching to consulting is all a coaching conversation, I thought, huh, I have a lot to learn in this area. Because quite honestly, I was not the best at it in the beginning. When I was a team leader, I was a little blunt let's put it that way <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> like wow i just told you the truth why are you crying i don't understand <laughs> and eight years of uh coaching for myself around how to package a message so that the human in front of you can hear it because nobody likes to be told you know well you're not doing this and you're not doing this and you need to do this and that just makes somebody feel worse about themselves and yet at the end of the day if they understand that i am recognizing your brilliance and therefore I am pushing you into a greater version of yourself, then it's funny, the human can hear you and they choose to rise rather than, you know, condemn themselves or beat themselves up. And so from my perspective, when somebody kind of held out their hand and said, hey, you should do this, um, I thought, okay, you know, I'll try it. And what's amazing about it is that was every step that I've taken that I didn't see in myself has caused just massive growth and and really it if you think about people in general everything that we go through creates who we become and who we are at that moment and so each of those experiences kind of again informs the next um but that's kind of how it happened i hadn't i never dreamed of being a, a coach or consultant and yet somebody said hey you should be and i said yes that's pretty cool so so i mean how has how is going into that experience? And, and I know, you know, we, we keep talking about this, but you're, you know, your coach, your business owner, your partner, chief growth officer, how has being a coach helped you excel in, in all your roles throughout, throughout your career? That's a great question. I think just understanding the interaction between people has helped immensely because I work with, you know, leaders of mega teams and to get the most out of your people, you have to be adept at packaging that conversation so that the team member in front of you can, can hear you. Um, it's interesting. I don't believe that saying, if you want to go fast, go alone. And if you want to go far, go with others. I feel like you want to go fast and far, you go with others because we as humans have such a limited perspective if we're just relying on our own understanding. And what is that? Uh, in uh, a million bits of information are flying at us and we grab 126 bits. And based on those 126 bits, we form our perspective and that perspective then shapes what we think about whoever's in front of us or the situation. And yet that's so limited without counsel, without coaching, you know, you could tend to believe something that may not actually be true. And so from my perspective, I feel like being a coach has helped me understand more of the human condition you know, because everybody is doing the best that they can with the tools that they were given and what they know at the time. And if you can reach the inside of somebody's brain and cause them to shift that perspective just a little bit and think maybe just a little bit differently, then it's amazing what can occur with after that conversation, right? The beliefs that are then formed about themselves and the perspective that they then have. Wow. That is, uh, I have to take a second there. That, that's really deep. And thank you for sharing that. I have to listen to that one a couple more times. Katie, I know once upon a time you were, you were leading, I, I think they were called growth partners, 
for, for some time. Are you still leading a lot of those people and coaching them as well? Or has that sort of shifted for you in your role now? That actually, so that shifted and now it's shifting back. So we are actually actively looking for growth partners. And just with our most recent announcement, um, in the last 48 hours, I've had 207 inquiries about place. And I looked at Chris, I was like, I need some help. <laughs> I can't possibly meet with all of these people. And so there are some amazing influencers that I've been talking with that are looking for their next step. And when you believe, and it's so funny because when I was a team leader at Keller Williams, this was true. When I was a coach at MAPS, this was true. But I feel like I am part of the message. And if I a hundred percent, I mean, like you cannot sell anything that you don't believe in. And so from my perspective, and when we're looking to have that conversation, you have to absolutely beyond a shadow of a doubt, believe that whatever it is, like even real estate, right? You have to believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is the best step for the future homeowner or for the seller that is looking to move, make their next move. If you don't, then it's disingenuous. And so for back to your question, put a little nice bow on that. Um, we're looking for others that not only believe in what the place platform can do for an existing business. And I like to call it the gasoline effect. Not that we're trying to blow up businesses here, but uh, greatly accelerate the speed of growth because it goes back to that. You want to go farther and faster, go with somebody who's already been there and has the playbook, go with somebody that is willing to share their perspective with you and shift yours such that you grow. So to answer your question, we are shifting back to having multiple growth leaders, people that can, that are influencers within the industry and truly believe in the evidence that we have around businesses being able to grow at a very rapid rate within it, within this environment. There's that, I keep going back to that quote. It's one of the, the sayings in our organization that James Clear said out of uh, Atomic Habits, environment is the invisible hand that shapes human behavior. And, and that environment is so key. And when you place yourself in an environment that is predicated on growth and rapid growth, you hang on for the ride. <laughs> No kidding. Wow. That is so, so, I mean, I know what the update is. What, what's really changed or what's, what's boosting all these inquiries? What's place doing now for everyone listening at home? Yeah. So we just uh, got into business with Chris Stewart. Uh, he, he was the CEO of Berkshire Hathaway. Amazing guy. He, t he called me yesterday and I was in the middle of a bunch of appointments. And when I called him back, this he says, what's up superstar. And I was like, you are such a cool guy. I mean, like just his ability to help others feel amazing and his ability to lead and his perspective on the industry is just incredible. So he is now the president of place and he'll be driving some of our ancillary service growth, growth of our, our partners. And we're so excited about him. But what's amazing about that is that's just opened up conversations with people who had never considered or even knew about the place platform. Right. And so on that, with that Inman announcement, it has caused a lot of interest, which is just absolutely phenomenal because- as you say, I find that so wild that, you know, here's, here's this president of another company and, and that's a reputable brand and they've done some incredible things in that company. And he was willing to step into that place platform. And I remember talking to both you and um, some of your other, your other associates around, you know, going into this organization and where it was going and sort of that big vision, like you said, believing in that big vision of where place was headed. Um, 
and being willing to take that chance on a bigger opportunity. And that is, for me, it's a little mind blowing because you wouldn't think, quote unquote, a real estate team would have this level of opportunity in the world. But again, that's that's just my thinking, clearly well, not this and Ben's. You bring up a good point. And I think that team is actually almost limiting in a way because we look at places really more of a partnership platform. If you think about how it was formed, Ben Kinney had an incredible business already with Ben Kinney organizations, right? Ben Kinney companies. Chris had an amazing organization already experienced. And yet both of them looked at each other and said, could we make more of an impact if we aligned? Could we go faster and farther together than apart? And so I feel like the place platform is exactly that. It's a representation of the partnership that partnership can cause such substantial and rapid growth as a result. So when I think about the overall vision and what Chris Stewart brought to the table, I mean, cause each person that comes into the organization, right? Affects the culture in an amazing way. And his perspective on the the industry in general, you know, we're not actually worried about downward pressure on commissions because we see our operators at the center of ancillary service delivery. I mean, if the whole goal is to remove friction from the consumer, then putting our operators, the people that are actually doing all of the business at the center of owning those ancillary businesses, not only does it diversify their wealth, create more income streams for them, but it causes a whole lot of serious increase when it comes to the people that they can impact then as a result. And so in looking at it that way, I feel like Chris brings Chris Stewart. I know we got two Chris's in the organization now, yeah. <laughs> and they're both CS. So we're supposed to call him Stewart, <laughs> getting used to that. But what Chris Stewart brings to the table is he's built so many of those ancillary services out. But he, I remember hearing him and Ben and Chris Suarez talk about how the attraction happened. And at the end of the conversation, uh, I think Ben said, are you interviewing me or am I interviewing you? Because it's, it's funny, right? We crash into people because like attracts like, right? I can't recognize greatness in you, Andre, if I don't have greatness in myself. And so at the end of the day, I feel like when there is an alignment of mission, when there's alignment of values, man, big things can happen and big things can happen really fast. That's really cool. And, and that word, I, I've heard it from you several times, but that word impact. And, and I, I love that that's the direction that you guys have taken. I think it's always been there. I shouldn't say taken, but that's the center of it is how many lives can we impact? How many lives can we change? As opposed to, you know, the standard business model, which is how much money we can make. And then the money is a, a byproduct of doing great things for you guys. Well said, Andre. Yes, you so get it. That's exactly right. Because I think about, you know, even some of the individual teams and when I first got into dialogue with them and one in particular, one of my favorite stories and I remember her calling me and she's like, I'm stuck. I'm stuck at 1.5 million in revenue. I'm like, not a bad spot to be stuck at. And she's like, well, I've been here for five years though. And that was like middle of 2019. She joined the organization and in 2020 did 3.3 million in gross commission income without selling a house herself, which is just phenomenal. But to me, I look at that and I say, okay, the, all of those team members, that team leader, right? Their lives are forever changed by that gasoline effect, if you will, that acceleration of growth, allowing them to them to have more impact. Because think about all the families that are attached to that, that 
revenue stream, if you will. Well, I think it's important to also, you know, almost date this a little bit where we're talking about 2020, we're talking about a global pandemic, the world not knowing what to expect, the real estate market not knowing what to expect. And you've got an associate team lead who tripled her business almost while not selling real estate and seeing all this massive growth. So, hey, kudos to you guys for the incredible business and the structure that you guys have. And, and Austin touched on that a little bit where he mentioned, you know, it's not, it's about that partnership. It's about plugging in and being a part of something greater than yourself and then, you know, walking down that line, but being open to it. And I think a lot of people struggle with that piece of it where it's the, you know, the letting go or the being open to it, or, you know, I'm, I'm now a part of something else that's not mine. Effectively, the, the ego that's, that's on our shoulder, right? And, you know, how are you helping people overcome that sort of stuff as you're having these conversations? Because I, I know it must show up, right? You're, you're having conversations and that, that little green monster shows up and, and says, hey, I'm not sure I want to do this. What are you coaching to? Or how are you helping expand their mind around that? Sometimes, right? There's sometimes people, people's thinking is more fixed and that's okay. That's probably not who we would choose to partner with quite honestly. Um, so to me, I mean, like you can talk to a wall all day long and it's not going to become a cloud. Right. <laughs> and, and so there, there are some limitations or some people, but see, when I look at this and I look what at what Ben and Chris did. It was such the absence of ego that caused this partnership and then this wild success followed. So it's almost like you got to go back to, well, what do you really want? You know, what is driving the goal? Is it, you know, I'm going to get there all by myself, you know? Okay, great. You know, that's, that's what you want. That's what you end up getting. And at the end of the day, when I look at partner after partner, and I have this list that I curated of like roughly, I don't know, half of our partners and their growth stats and some of the wild success. In fact, I do a, a series of Facebook lives spotlighting those partners and their growth stats because it's so incredible. But the story isn't just, okay, I'm making a lot more money. It's some people wake up, some agents, some team leads wake up one day and realize I have a glorified job. If I stop going on listing appointments, if I stop taking buyers out, then the whole business stops. And that's not a business, right? A business in and of itself is only as good as the systems contained within it. But more than that, it can run based on those systems. And I mean, for everything that's contained within that business. And so when I think about that, and when I ask the partners, okay, so, you know, tell me about the growth you've experienced. What's amazing is they initially start talking about the growth that they experienced internally, personally. Um, one of my favorites was a couple of weeks ago and Jeanette Spinelli said, I never even balanced my checkbook, my personal checkbook. And she's like, now my favorite conversation of the month is around the financials with our CFO. And so it's like you're, we're creating business owners, but freedom, freedom is a result of that where they don't have to be the technician of their business. They can move to the freedom of being the operator of their business. And I know you've talked to Holly before. A lot of that is, you know, having the right talent on the team, but it's also the environment that team engages in. And so from my perspective, our responsibility to our partners is to continue to create that environment that is all about growth, that causes growth internally. Because Gary Keller says that, doesn't he? Internal growth first, 
external growth happens next. And so sometimes we have to interrogate our own reality and realize, okay, I'm, I'm the problem. <laughs> I am the one that's holding myself back. And so, you know, sometimes we have this other saying in our organization, sometimes people have to go hit a few more brick walls before they're ready for partnership. Because if there is not clear pain, if there is not like, like that one team lead I was telling you about, you know, I'm stuck. That was clear pain. If we're not solving a problem for that person, it's not growth for growth's sake. It's what is the pain that is occurring and we have a solution or a simple solution for that complex problem for them. And for a lot of our operators, it starts with, okay, I want freedom and I'm unable to extricate myself from this business and the mechanics within it. Yeah. Well, and you know, Katie, it's, it's really kind of nice to hear that, that freedom is the end goal, right? I mean, I always make this joke. I, I'll never forget my first year in the industry and I'm showing houses and, you know, I really had no idea that this path existed, this world existed within real estate. This is 12 years ago on, on where you could even go with the business. It was like, get a license, sell houses. That was it. And I remember going to a showing and there was a gentleman there and I'm not going to use his name, prominent, used to be a prominent realtor. He's a 72 at the time. And he comes up with his cane and he's showing this house. And I remember saying to him, I was like, what are you doing? And he said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm working. And he said, you have to be in your seventies. And he said, yes. And he said, what are you still doing selling real estate? And he said, well, there's no exit strategy in real estate. And so it's really curious, you know, that was my first interaction in sort of thinking small. And I remember sitting back and, and getting in my car after that viewing and I go, there is no way in hell I'm going to be that guy that I'm going to spend 50 years selling houses and still in my 70s need to go on showings. And that's what started this process for me was kind of going, okay, I got to think differently here because if I think like every other realtor, I'm going to be that, that guy. And, and it started, and that's how I ended up at Keller Williams, because I needed to be surrounded by people who thought differently and who was thinking big. And I kind of want to go back. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, you just sparked something in me, because that <laughs> clearly illustrates what you just said, clearly illustrates that you have the wherewithal to understand that I have to be around others that are thinking differently for my internal landscape to change such that my external landscape changes. Andre, that's a beautiful story right there. And I love where you had that realization and chose to change your environment such that your world ended up changing as a result. But that right there illustrates partnership, right? Because yeah. your partners are in your environment and you're able to go farther and faster as a result of that well I had to right I mean I, I was young and overly ambitious kind of still that person today and it just <laughs> didn't make sense to me I, I just it, I couldn't wrap my head around why this gentleman who should clearly be retired is working as hard as I'm working and and at the time I'm in my 20s going this makes no sense whatsoever yeah. but you're right I had to make a conscious choice to be partnered in business with with a different organization that shared the values and and created a roadmap for where I wanted to go. And I think you guys are doing that at an even higher level today. But I wanted to ask, you know, we're, we're almost out of time for the day, but I wanted to kind of go back to sort of, you know, youthful Chris and, and youthful Katie and kind of go, you know, if you were giving advice back to, to yourselves, your, your past selves, 
how would you how would you advise that young realtor or that young person coming into the industry today? Because we know the shift's happening. We're seeing younger and younger people every day come into the business. How are we advising them or what should we be saying to these people around their future and building their careers? Don't go it alone. I mean, at the end of the day, I felt, I feel like, so it was kind of like that progression. So I was an agent for 10 years before even knowing or finding out about Keller Williams. And then when I came to Keller Williams, I felt like I was a brand new agent all over again. Cause I was like, Whoa, what do you mean? There's an actual listing presentation. What do you mean? This is the business, you know, and reading the MREA and realizing you do not know half of what there is to know about this industry. And, and each, so what I would advise to my younger self is exactly what you did. Um, engage in partnership, be with people who have already done what you're looking to do because you can hit a lot of brick walls out there in not just not knowing. You don't know what you don't know, right? And so when you're partnered with people who have already built what you're looking to build, that progression can go at a much more rapid rate. The other thing I would say is never, ever, ever, wait, Diana Kokoska said this. She said, the mind is a scary place. Never go there alone. <laughs> never lean on your own understanding. Because again, back to that 126 bits of information, our perspective is shaped by the way that we view things. And if our if that's tainted, if we grab the wrong 126 bits, we could be charging down a path that makes zero sense. It can cause quite a lot of challenges for, and like, right, we create our own challenges in that way. So getting counsel partnership to me is the end all the beat all. I wish that there had been the place opportunity when I was a brand new agent, because I spent so many years just trying to figure it out. And there's so many things that you can focus your attention on in real estate. And yet, had I had a roadmap, had I had a playbook and do this, do this, do this, man, I feel like it would have been much larger and I would have had a much greater impact than, than I did. So that, that would be my advice. Get into business with people who have done it, who are doing what you're doing and can help you get there. That's, that's really cool. That, that's really great insight. And, and I love that you mentioned Diana in there as well. It's, as she's had that conversation with me about getting out of my own head and, and, and stopping it, right? Don't go there alone. Like you said, she always says, and uh, you know, what a, what a, what a blessing for us to be, have been able to have conversations like that with her. Um, you know, I think about, you know, the talent part, and I know we barely even got there, but I know you're always looking at talent. And I get asked this question a lot, you know, what do you look for? And, and I kind of simplify it. And I always go back to kind of, you know, Gary's three, right? Hungry, humble, smart, start there. And then everything else is sort of fit together if you needed to, but, but with yourselves and what you guys are doing with as many talented people that's approaching you, how are you guys analyzing those conversations for who's a good fit and, and how do you maintain the culture through, I, I guess some would call it long distance leading and, and I've read that book, great book, but how are you guys keeping that culture so high and, and everyone connected and plugged in at such a high level? So it's interesting, right? Technology has a lot to do with the connection piece, but the the partners really love each other. Like some of them vacation together. And again, going back to that like attracts like, who somebody is comes falling out of their mouth, whether or not they want it to. And so in just really deeply listening to the responses that somebody has to questions that you ask, you know, you can determine, 
are they growth minded? Because to me, somebody that is growth minded, it trumps everything. There is no ego with a growth minded individual because they know already that they don't know it all, you know, and somebody that is growth minded is willing to interrogate their own reality, which is painful, right? So to look internal is painful. And yet they're willing to do that and change who they're being such that they get a different result out of their lives. So for me, the number one thing is, are they a growth minded person? Because if they are, they are going to fit great with our culture because every single human in our culture is growth minded and is looking to be better. And in being better, we do better. And in doing better, we have a greater impact on those around us. So that's, I, I would boil it down to that one thing, growth mindedness. Oh, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Now, Katie, we're, we're at the end of our time. I usually say, you know, is there a way for people to connect with you? Is email best, Facebook, Instagram, like you, you may get a few friend requests, that sort of stuff. But how do you like to be to be communicated with, I guess would be the question if any of our listeners want to reach out and have a conversation with you? Yeah, two ways. Uh, email is always great. Katie, K-A-T-I-E at place.com. And uh, you can have my cell phone number too. Feel free to text 503-944-9093. And thank you, Andre. I'm honored to be a part of your, your conversation. And I've always admired you and the way that you think. And so I really appreciate you inviting me to have this conversation with you. Thank you, Katie. And I didn't pay Katie to say that, guys. I was um, I, I want to thank you so much, Katie. It's always a pleasure. I think every time we've gotten on, I've got, you know, notes on top of notes. You've given me stuff that I need to think about and look internally on as well. So thank you for being on the show. Guys, if you're trying to connect with Katie, go back, grab her cell, shoot her a text. And yes, she will answer you. I know a lot of people think it's crazy when we give out our numbers that they can actually text us. But yes, we do answer. And you know, check us out, therealestatehustle.com. We're also on Instagram, every major podcast outlet out there. And it's been a pleasure to have you, Katie. And I look forward to connecting again because I know you guys are going to keep doing incredible things. And I can't wait to hear the next set of updates that come out of place. And congratulations on all your success up until this point. Thank you so much, Andre. I appreciate you.